Howdy, I'm Paul Isaacoder, and this is Author's Dozen, a podcast where I explore barriers to storytelling by writing one novel every month for 12 months. Please enjoy. Oh me oh my, oh dio dandy, we do love a happy ending, don't we? A happy ending can make even the horrible stuff that led up to it seem less horrible in retrospect. The pandemics, the injustice, the riots, the government beating and maiming and killing peaceful protesters and not even having the Chinese sensibility to try to cover it up. And, on a personal note, the medical difficulty that has been amplifying itself in my life and the knowledge that I'll have to face most of it alone and that it has the chance to sort of wreck all the plans I have for my life and the idea that my sole comfort is a project that hasn't really gone where I want it to go quite yet and doesn't seem quite on track to go there, uh, despite the fact that I feel as though I've done everything right over and over, like a swimmer pushing against the riptide and getting nothing but exhausted further from shore. I did everything right, and everything went wrong. Like, I... Okay. I got a fracture in my femur. I broke my bones from like a good amount of healthy cardio. I was stretching and I was looking both ways before I crossed the street and I was investing in my IRA and donating to charity and and writing and and taking my vitamins and blah, 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 and all the other stuff I thought was going to save me actually made me sad. (laughs) Aha. Well, there we go. So what's going to save you? Is it your career, your artistic merit, your worth, your status, your body, your writing? I used to listen to this podcast called The Nerdist. The host, Chris Hardwick, did all these interviews with famous people. He took his friends along with him on this ride to fame. He got a few TV shows and book deals out of it. He sold out theaters for his stand-up comedy. He married a model, blogger, heiress, and actress named Linda Hurst. Yes, the daughter of that Hearst and the great-granddaughter of that Hearst, and he gets to, like, vacation at her castle. The thing that would come out of this guy's mouth every single episode of this podcast I listen to is, uh, never be satisfied, because the moment you are, you'll get complacent, and you'll stop chasing what you want. That always seemed weird to me. Like, if you're always chasing something, wouldn't you want to catch it? And if you knew anything about Chris Hardwick before this podcast, you know there's a lot of stuff that a lot of those good things got taken away from him, and a lot of people see him very differently now. And whether the man was guilty or not, you could tell by the tears in his eyes and the horrified retreat from the less friendly sides of the internet that he'd been relying on to save him had actually come crumbling down with him into the dark pits of obscurity. If you're always chasing something, wouldn't you want to catch it? Or maybe it was the chase that you wanted all along. In the last book, I wrote about a ghost. I wrote about a life after death that is in some ways mysterious to all of us who live. The ending of that book is either happy or sad, and you'll have to read to find out, but it's most assuredly not the ending that the main character was chasing. Now, I've talked about that before. In the weird character interview episode, I talked about it to myself. Without the chase, we die. If we get what we chase, we also die. It's like Chris Hardwick would always say to justify himself. Never be satisfied because the moment you are, you'll get complacent and you'll stop chasing what you want. And that's like soul death. There are two wrong answers to this meaningless chase conundrum. 
We'll call them the heroic and the humble. The heroic answer can be absurdist or modern or postmodern or whatever. Nietzsche thought that the most life-affirming thing one could do was to will one's own power, to overcome oneself. Freud thought that it was the will to pleasure that drove us. Frankel thought that our motive was the will to meaning. Now, these guys didn't actually make any sort of judgments about the best way to will one's own power or pleasure or meaning. In fact, it was the will itself that they thought was important. The chase, rather than the object of the chase, was the thing that made people thrive. Heroism is knowing that one is going to fail, whether by getting or not getting what you chase, but deciding to chase anyway. Tennyson wrote of a heroic, doomed cavalry unit. Forward the light brigade! Was there a man dismayed? Not though the soldier knew someone had blundered. Theirs not to make reply. Theirs not to reason why. Theirs but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the 600. The listener can't help but admire the bravery of these doomed men, even though they were about to be needlessly slaughtered. What they chased was, unbeknownst to them, not attainable. The way they chased it was admirable. But they never would have chased had they known the meaninglessness of what they chased, had they known that even if they'd succeeded against all odds, nobody would care a few centuries down the line what they were fighting for, and that their country would switch sides and join the Russians in destroying the Ottomans or whatever, and eventually the sun would consume the earth and the universe would freeze to death and no happiness or nobility between here and now, and then would mean a hoot. If the heroic response to the meaningless chase conundrum is to chase anyway, the humble response is to acknowledge the chase's uselessness and stop chasing. If the heroic answer is the realm of the worldly, the humble response is most often linked with religion. So basically, you're enslaved by greed, aversion, and ignorance, they're these little fires that burn in you, and the goal is to extinguish those fires and be released from yourself. Once you're a non-self and empty, you become this invisible, infinite consciousness. Life is suffering, and we want to get out of life and go to the good place. Buddhism says that this good place is nothingness, to essentially become indefinite and annihilate self by annihilating the borders between oneself and others. Some Neon Genesis Evangelion stuff. Hinduism believes that the good place is the knowledge of the true self. The Mormons have you get a planet and so on and so forth. And the criticism so often lobbed at religion is that you're so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. That religion tells you that the air and the earth and the water are all illusory and that what really matters isn't life, but the afterlife. So don't worry if things go wrong. None of this matters that both views of chasing are wrong should be nagging at the back of your mind. One tells you to deny truth. The other tells you to deny the present. However, there are philosophies out there that will allow you to chase your goals without relying on those goals for meaning. That is, that you can will things, which is heroic, while not hinging your worth on them, which is humble. Why do I write? 
Why do I run and march and whatnot? Why aren't I broken when I'm unable to do these things? Because I care what people think about me, but that's not my ultimate care. Because I want to be healthy, but health isn't my ultimate want. Because I hope for good government, but good government isn't my only hope. Only the knowledge of the ultimate care and hope and want will allow you to chase what's worth chasing. So let's imagine that Chris Hardwick wasn't sexually abusive, as an allegation claimed. Let's imagine that he did everything right, and that all of his firings and retreating and whatever was totally undeserved. You know, join the club. All the chasing and chasing is like dust in the wind. All the striving to do the right thing might get you murdered, robbed, ostracized. Everything right sometimes turns to everything wrong. And the only way that that won't break you is if you're so heavenly-minded that you're too earthly good. If you're so convinced of the ultimate happy ending that you can see the tragedy that destroys others lift it off their shoulders, and survive its weight. If you're convinced that everything right about you is a gift, and that everything wrong about you is taken care of, only then will you be able to give your gifts as gifts, and forgive others as you've been forgiven. The only way to be heroic is to be humble, and the only way to be humble is to be heroic. The only way to try is to hate failure, without failure destroying your spirit. It's been a rough time out there. Sometimes you get tired of being patient for the happy ending. Sometimes you wonder if all the good is worth anything, and if all the bad can ever be wiped away. So, I don't know. If I'm able to make it to 12 books this year, it wasn't because I'm a really virtuous person or because I love the chase. It'll be because I have a hope that allows me to love success and survive failure. Now, I see some of you guys out there. I see some of you saying, oh, don't, don't worry about any of this, all this disease and injustice and, and all these social issues. It's not really worth it in the end, because, you know, I'm going to get whisked away. The universal ultimately mean nothing. But some of you guys, you don't have any hope, and it shows. You will do anything, right or wrong, to achieve a world that is convenient and good for you. There is no ultimate right or wrong. There's just the here and now, and anything that gets you the good is good, and anything that is bad for you personally is bad. And anytime your guy doesn't win the vote, or you're, or you feel like somebody's getting a little bit more of the justice pie than you are, or that those folks who aren't like you are getting out of their place, you freak out and start hurting everybody. I think we could all afford to be a little bit more hopeful, and also be a little bit more practical. And if you think so, then uh, check out Ghost Town. It's a fun little book. It's all about everybody being dead and how fun that is. And you know what? To practice what I preach, I'm going to stop writing topical stuff, and I'm going to start writing like fantasy things that have nothing to do with anything that's going on right now. It's that Narnia stuff where you leave the world and you learn about the world and you come back better than ever. 
That's what fantasy is all about. I'll see you next time, baby. Subscribe, like it, like that show, and subscribe to Lee Vibes. <laughs>